Okay, <laughs> this is Brian again. I am going to have to come up with some new sounds or create a real intro for this podcast. But welcome to episode four. This is Brian Bennett on the Life Kickstart podcast, an unpolished briefing on learning to live life intentionally. And I'm coming at you today now all settled and moved into my Utah home. Um, I am temporarily spending some time with my family while I figure out exactly where I want to settle long term. And that's been really a lot nicer <laughs> than I expected. I thought uh, in my adult years, having moved back home, I haven't lived here for 15 years. Um, I thought it w- we would be, uh, you know, we'd feel a little cramped in the same home here. But uh, it's been really nice to be close to the parents for a little while while I shop around and figure out where exactly I want to live here in Utah. But anyway, uh, the topic today is... It's come up. Uh, it's a it's a really pressing topic for me because of a huge opportunity that came up. So what I'm going to talk to you about is something that I'm calling the radical focus method, and I'm you know it's being developed as we speak. It's something I'm going to experiment with and refine. But what it is is uh, I'm trying to come up with a method to help achieve abnormally successful levels of focus especially in the lives of people who get distracted easily or who um, are interested in many, many things. There's a high probability that anytime you get involved in something that requires a lot of creative thought or sustained dedication, um, there's huge probability that you'll get distracted on, on something. And I personally believe, I talked about this a couple episodes ago, but I personally believe that one of the, that, that really the thing that separates Great people who reach an amazing portion of their potential. What separates them from good people who just who live good lives, but they don't really reach and fulfill their potential is execution. That's what separates it. I feel like uh, good ideas abound. Okay. Good intentions are aplenty. There are me- I personally believe that most people in the world are good people. We just have different motivations and different intentions, but I think most intentions at their root truly are good. What separates us, uh, you know, what separates people who achieve greatness in their own lives from people who live just good lives is execution in my mind. Um, even, even goal setting, people get excited about goal setting. There are a lot of great goal setting seminars and people get jazzed up about seeing a new vision for their future. But execution is where, um, where the separation happens. It's where that gap lies. So let's think about our lives. In our lives, have you been down the Facebook rabbit hole? Have you been to the grocery store without a list and you come out uh, with you know two to three times the number of groceries and, and much higher price than you expected? So these are things where we, we start with a good intention, but because of um, a lack of clear focus, a, a lack of clear uh, rules for what we aim to do, uh, we end up using time and resources in a way other than what we intended. And so most of these things aren't bad, but they're either neutral or they're distractions from the good and the great. Um, anyway, so so here's, here's what's going on. I've got this huge opportunity that just came up uh, with regards to my job. As you know, I'm an Asana consultant and a team productivity um, implementation consultant. So I help uh, companies implement the Asana project management tool for uh, managing work across their teams. Anyway, 
huge opportunity just came up that's going to be a career changer for me with Asana. And, uh, and I'm very excited about it, but it is going to be uh, a huge step up in the amount of time and, um, and focus that I need if I'm going to accomplish, if I'm going to do a great job at, this, at, at executing on this opportunity. So I was thinking about how, what do I do? Like, how can I prepare myself for this and, and make it much more probable that I'm going to be successful? And, you know, I have little focus things that I do every day. I've talked about that in other episodes where I, you know, I'll use the single sticky note um, to, to do the top three things for the day. Uh, there are things like that, that that can help. But I need, I need a radical change. So uh, when I thought of that word, I thought, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invent a process that works for me. And then if it works well, I can teach it to others. But I liked the word radical because it implies that this is, this is something very uh, abnormal in its results in, in a great way. So I'm calling it the radical focus method. And here's what it's made up of so far. I'll tell you about uh, the elements of the radical focus method in its current form. And then I'm going to be using it. I'll report back and let you know how it goes. Um, so... Uh, what I want to do with the radical focus method is I need to figure out how to get rid of unintentional uses of my time. So, for example, if I get on, you know, on the computer, on the phone, when I'm out on errands, whatever I'm doing, I want to make sure that I'm very deliberate about executing on my plan. And if there's going to be an adjustment, it's an intentional adjustment, not something I do accidentally because I got distracted or because I forgot about my core focus. Okay, so this method needs to help reduce or remove unintentional uses of my time or resources. And it needs to help me identify places where I'm using time or resources in ways that are um, low return on investment. So a core, very concrete example uh, financially is I make good money with my Asana consulting business, but yet I still spend a huge portion of time working on little side businesses that interest me. Um, but sometimes I, you know, it, it's good to keep side hobbies, but sometimes I think about the earning potential of these things and, you know, the Asana business gets me just as excited as these side gigs. And, but it's hard for me to let go because of the earning potential of these side gigs. But when I, when I look at it and I compare them, against what I'm making with my Asana business, there's no comparison. The, the it, It's just, it doesn't make sense to spend time on something that has the potential of earning me, you know, $1,000 or $2,000 a month when, um, you know, with 50 hours of effort, <laughs> when I have, uh, you know, a source of income that is enjoyable, it's invigorating, and it's making a lot more than that. Um, so my, my return on investment on my time makes a lot more sense to invest my time in my sauna business. So those are the two things this radical focus method needs to accomplish. There are probably more, but that's what I've discovered for now. Uh, it needs to help me eliminate or reduce unintentional uses of time and resources, and it needs to help me identify and eliminate low return on investment uses of time and resources. Even if they're deliberate, I need to get rid of the things that don't get me, um, you know, that don't, that don't, uh, align with 
my goals uh, and then don't give me a high return on investment on my resources. All right, so here's how it works. There are three elements. Number one is setup. So uh, there's a concept you may have heard of in like budgeting. It's often used in like school systems or government organizations. It's called zero-based budgeting. It's where when you're working on the budget for a new year, you assume, you start from a blank sheet. Essentially, you don't just take last year's budget and then decide what to cut and what to add um, because that that creates this like mental bias that because you paid for something last year, it's probably it's probably you should continue to pay for it this year. Uh, but a lot of unnecessary money gets spent when we don't make those deliberate decisions uh, as to whether something is worth continuing to spend money on. So the cool thing about zero-based budgeting is that essentially you can clear your mind of all your previous biases and previous assumptions and just say, okay, what do we need? And you start with that list, you build that list, and then, then you compare it against last year's budget. And if something is on last year's budget and it wasn't on the list that you built for this year, then you need to have a, a set of criteria in place that helps you decide, all right, uh, it wasn't on the list. It wasn't something we thought of. Can we prove to ourselves that we actually need this thing? And that's kind of the method that I described um, for how I decided whether or not to keep things as I prepared for my move. So the setup of the radical focus method starts with zero-based budgeting of both our time and our resources. Um, as well as my possessions. So that's what I'm going through right now to prepare for this new opportunity with Asana next week. I've been purging my digital and tangible possessions. Um, digital meaning like, uh, you know, assets I've been building out that I don't think are a good use of my time. Um, uh, but I guess coming back to the concept of zero-based budgeting, I went through yesterday and I made a list of what are the essentials that I need to run my business. And now I'm going through and looking at the list of things that I have and things I'm spending my time on. And if those things are not aligned with or on my list, uh, then I'm going through a set of criteria to figure out, is there any reason I can prove to myself that I need to keep this asset or this use of time or resources? Okay, so the step number one is set up. And I'm using a zero-based budgeting approach to manage that. Uh, now, my ongoing commitment after I've set up this, after I've set myself up for this radical focus method, the ongoing commitment is I have to have standard operating procedures. I have to have a set of criteria in place to help me make daily decisions because I will be presented with new distractions and new places to, exp uh, to use my time and resources and I need to have a system in place where I can run myself through a checklist of criteria and say, does it meet this criteria? And if it does not, no matter how interesting it is, it doesn't deserve my time or resources at this point. But it also gives me a lot of mental comfort if I can also still do something with it that's not going to distract me. So that brings us to the third point. When I think about what are the possible downfalls uh, that I might come up against as I try to keep this ongoing commitment for how to decide how to spend my time and resources. One of the possible downfalls is that when I have an idea or something that interests me or something I'd like to pursue, um, 
if I don't do something with it, if I don't record it somewhere, it continues to pester me. Uh, it continues to uh, infiltrate my thoughts constantly and um, and dance around my mind while I'm trying to do other things. So one thing David Allen talks about in his book, Getting Things Done, is he talks about the importance of having a someday maybe list, a place where you record things that maybe you don't have time or resources to take care of right now, but they're there. They're recorded so that at some point in the future, when you have the capacity, you can come back and address those things. And I have found in my life that when I put things on my someday maybe list, it allows my brain, gives my brain the permission to let go and to stop bombarding my thoughts with that thing. And, uh, and so it's, it's going to be a valuable and crucial part of helping me keep this ongoing commitment of radical focus. So when something comes up that doesn't qualify on the criteria for how to spend my time and resources, I can put it on the someday maybe list. And that way I don't even, I don't even have to like convince my brain that this is not something that ever deserves my time or attention, but I can just put it on there and release my brain from the responsibility of, of keeping that in the forefront of my thoughts. Okay. So quick uh, run through once again of what, of the three elements so far of this radical focus method. And this is all I've got at this point, and I'm going to start using this. And if other things come up, then I will add them to the method. But number one is getting set up. And I'm going to use the concept of zero-based budgeting for time and resources and, and possessions um, to, to basically only keep things that I must have that were on my zero-based list. And then anything else that I come across that wasn't on the list has to meet a set of criteria and I won't drag you through my criteria, but, um, but I'm going to, that's how I'm going to get set up. The second element was the ongoing commitment, essentially having a set of criteria to guide my daily decision-making. So a little standard operating procedure for when things like this come up, you know, when a, when a business idea comes up or when, uh, uh, you know, a money-making opportunity comes up or something I would like to buy comes up, does it meet this criteria? XYZ criteria. And if not, then I can put it on my someday maybe list, which is the third item, possible downfalls, um, distractions and, and things or ideas that may interest me. Those things will go on the someday maybe list so that my, I can quickly and efficiently release my brain from having to do anything with those ideas. Okay. So set up the ongoing commitment for how to handle daily decision-making and um, the someday maybe list to handle possible downfalls, uh, other distractions that may come up. So I'm going to implement those things. Um, I, I wish so much a podcast had a, uh, I mean, I know intentionally it's only audio, but I, I wish I could show you the visuals that I'm using for this. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll make a video for it sometime. But um, anyway, like always, this is just uh, a place where I reflect on what I'm learning as I make small improvements in my life. And as I learned to live life intentionally, so I hope you uh, found some value in that and uh, look forward to talking to you next time, reporting back on how things go until then. Good luck on implementing your own ideas for how to make small improvements in your life and how to live life more intentionally. And once again, this is Brian Bennett from the life kickstart podcast. I uh, appreciate you being with me and we'll see you in the next episode. Choo 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 cho